0: Welcome to Hey YA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main Hey YA podcast, we'll bring you a short form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Erica Ezaffetti. Whether you're a Shakespeare buff or think he's a little overrated, many of us have at least a little knowledge of his works. So today I'm going to talk about a few books like I normally do, but I want to see if you can guess which Shakespeare play each one was inspired by. But before we get into that, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk comes the page turning psychological thriller, the trouble with drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling Perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by K.T. Hoffman. The pressure cooker of minor league baseball leads to major chemistry in this exhilarating, sexy, and triumphant rivals-to-lovers debut romance. Gene Yonescu is the first openly trans player in professional baseball. He has nearly everything he's ever let himself dream of. That is until Louise Estrada, Gene's former teammate and current rival, gets traded to the Beavers. Now, Jean and Louise can't manage a civil conversation off the field or a competent play on it, but in the close confines of dugout benches and roadie buses, they begrudgingly rediscover a comfortable rhythm as the two grow closer the tension between them turns electric and their chemistry spills past the confines of the stadium so this is one of the first adult rom-coms published by a major publishing house centering a gay trans man by a gay trans man it also has adhd and anxiety representation and some joyful heartfelt moments make sure to check it out and thanks again to the dial press publishers of the prospects by kt hoffman for sponsoring this episode (laughs) So I was fully prepared to talk about my topic for today, which is obviously YA Shakespeare retellings or more so YA books that were inspired by Shakespeare. But I thought it'd be cool to switch it up just a tad and reveal which play they were inspired by, like towards the end and have you guess. I'm going to try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. But one of the books kind of has some spoilers because although it's the first in a new series or a new duology, I should say, it's also a spinoff of a duology It's called Foul Lady Fortune by Chloe Gong, and I'm kicking myself. I am mad at myself, honey, let me tell you. Because I didn't realize it contained spoilers, and I read this one before the first duology that it is a spinoff of, which the first two books were These Violent Delights and Our Violent Ends, both also by Chloe Gong, of course. I was planning to read both of those things, but now. I don't know. It's a major spoiler. I'm like, I don't know if I can get past that. Maybe so. But interestingly enough, or fittingly, I should say, both of those books are also Shakespeare retellings or Shakespeare inspired. Anyway, because of these spoilers, I will talk about this book last so you can stop listening if you like. Um, And now that that has been clarified, the first book I have for you is An Arrow to the Moon by Emily X.R. Pond. So, heads up that this one mixes some Chinese mythology in as well. It's about Hunter Yi, who is an absolute beast when it comes to archery, but everything else in his life is a hot mess, which, Hunter, I feel you. Like, I feel like I excel in certain things, and everything else just falls by the wayside. Honey, I get it. So, his family has some major raggedy moments, also same, Hunter, same, that he can't seem to shake, and he's over, he's just kind of over everything in general. He's tired of it, he's done. On top of everything else, he gets expelled from school and has to transfer to another high school. This ends up kind of being a blessing though, in a way, because he gets to meet Luna Chang. They find out they have a lot in common. For instance, both of them have immigrant Taiwanese parents who put major pressure on them. And once they fall in love, they find out their families have even more in common. They find out that their families hate each other. (laughs) What a thing to have in common. And they have secrets. Boy, do they have secrets. Hunter's parents are overly cautious in how they live, but he doesn't know why. And then Luna has to deal with this major betrayal and secret that she finds out about her mother, T-Girl. As the story progresses, the two of them try their best to navigate their families, the magic of the world they're in, and what they want for themselves. As always, Pan's writing is lyrical. And if you haven't already guessed it, this was inspired by Romeo and Juliet as well as the legend of Changa and Ho-Yi. So again, that is An Arrow to the Moon by Emily XR Pan. Next up, I have Bright Ruined Things by Samantha Koho. It takes place during the decadent 20s on an island inhabited by spirits that are controlled by the magic of a wealthy and powerful family. 17-year-old May has only ever known the island and how it feels to be on the outside looking in on the privilege of the Prosper family. Since forever, she's wished she could really, like, be one of them, even, like, be truly loved by them, just, like, welcomed into their arms, and she hasn't ever gotten it up until this point, because even though she was taken in by them once she was orphaned, because her father was an old friend of the patriarch, they never really accepted her. Case in point, she's going to be exiled once she turns 18. I mean, the audacity, okay? Okay the gall unmitigated gall how do you raise someone and live with someone for so long and then be like all right you're 18 you gotta go i couldn't understand it but before this happens there's going to be this luxurious and lavish once a year high society party where the Prosper's bougie friends who live off island return to the island for a long night of revelry the grand party is actually meant to celebrate how lord prosper Harness the magic source known as ether, which changed the world. But when the spirits start dying, and May starts to learn that not everything is, is as nice as it appears to be, which is usually the case, I mean, capitalism, hello. Then another surprise comes out of Left Field, an engagement to the heir of the island's magic, who may know some things about May that she doesn't know herself. So this book is full of messy backbiting and magic and if you guessed that it was inspired by The Tempest by Shakespeare you are correct. So once again that's Bright Ruin Things by Samantha Coho. The last book of the day is Foul Lady Fortune by Chloe Gong and as I mentioned before skip this one if you haven't already read the duology These Violent Delights but plan to. This will also be part of a duology and it follows Rosalind, who you may already know, betrayed the Scarlet Gang in 1920 Shanghai to disastrous consequences. After she nearly dies, she's brought back with this experimental serum that has, for the most part, made her immortal. So now she's like forever trapped at being 19 physically, which I mean, there are worse things like for instance living with the guilt of being responsible for the death of a beloved family member for one so to repent for her guilt she now works as an assassin for the scarlet gang the title of the book is her code name well technically her code name is lady fortune or fortune and the layout of things has changed now instead of gangs it's more nationalist versus communist and the japanese imperial army is a looming threat. So when there are a number of murders that take place throughout the city, Rosalind is reassigned to infiltrate the world of foreigners to find out who's committing them. To do so though, she has to pretend to be the wife of another spy, Orion Hong, who has big F boy energy, let me tell you. So he is super duper irksome at first to her, but then he kind of isn't, wink wink. But the question is, ultimately, can she trust him in a world where everyone's allegiances are constantly questioned? So this is like a a super duper interesting action packed Mm -hmm. thriller. So super fun. And if you couldn't tell, this was inspired by As You Like It. Thanks so much for tuning in today, as well as f- our sponsor for making the day's show possible. You can follow me for now, honey, because, you know, Twitter's a mess. You can follow me on Twitter at Erica underscore easy underscore for now. Like I said. Big shout out to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making me sound amazing. We'll see you next week on the main podcast where I will be joined by Tears of Price. Until next week, happy reading.